good Wednesday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Wednesday Wind Up Live. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Coming to you on this beautiful Wednesday night. I looked up at the stars tonight. The sky is beautiful. The weather here in the DMV is beautiful. Um, It's a balmy. It was 68. It's down to 52 now in the evening. But uh, we had a high of uh, 73 today. And the crazy part about it, tomorrow the high is 36. So, you know, we go from these beautiful highs of 73, two days in a row, into 36 and rainy on a Thursday. So, but hey, we here for the Wednesday love. And I know we a little late, but I, I had to uh, get over it because, man. NBA All Star Weekend. Let's let's just let's just call it what it was. Uh, Friday night, you had the celebrity game. Miles uh, Garrett got off in the celebrity game, did the damn thing. Uh, Saturday you had skills challenge, dunk contest, three point shootout. Okay, of course Sunday you have the game. Here's my thing. Uh, oh, man, man, I don't even remember. If, did they do skills challenges here? But here's my thing. Team Cavs win the 2022 uh, skills challenge. Okay. Here's the question. Why is All-Star Weekend in the NBA not as exciting as it once was? You know, the week after the Super Bowl, you have NBA All-Star Weekend. And there was some exciting parts. But why is it not as exciting as it was five years ago? Three years ago? Hell, two years ago, it was very exciting. It was uh, heavy hearts two years ago. But two years ago, it was a very, very exciting all-star game. It was a very, very exciting all-star weekend. And before I go on, we're joined by the man that keeps all the equipment running, keeps us nice and and and, and loved around this thing with the checks, the boss, BJ. Good evening to everybody. What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Just uh, asking a few questions. Hey, we always on here asking a few questions man that's our job say hello wife hello wife <laughs> that's mrs the boss bj hey y'all how y'all doing tonight hope everything is well we doing all right at least i am i got this good old thing of sweet tea sitting beside me looking at me all sexy and stuff so oh, that, i'm enjoying that good old sweet sugary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You missed out it's, on the fajitas, that's all. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. I can come back out and get mine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they be right here waiting for you. Oh, okay. But this sweet tea is so sweet, you can taste the diabetes in it. I swear you can. Jesus Popeyes Christ. ain't got nothing on this. Right now. Leave that tea alone when you're over 40. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm sipping it. I ain't drinking it. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the question. Why is the NBA All-Star Game 
not as exciting as it was two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Why is it not as exciting anymore? Well, um, this is just my personal opinion. I think the level of players have went down. I don't think that, you know, you look at what you have now. Just look at James Harden's situation, you know, John Wall down in Houston. You know, you got all these players, you know, quitting on their teams. And I'm not saying John has, but you got a, a lot of players that being great isn't what they're about. Um, and it show, it's been shown on the court the last five years, like you said, 10 years. You go back to that 2003 All-Star game, Mike's last game, Mike's last All-Star game, wasn't the best ever. You know, Starbury going back and forth, Iverson, Kobe, you know, you had everything in there. Um, and, and people wanted to be great, just like the Pro Bowl in the NFL. They wanted to be great. This was a chance for, you know, okay, this is the best from your side. This is the best from our side. Let's see who's the best for real. That was the chance to prove yourself, you know. And I I get that, you know, nobody wants to tear their knee up or, you know, go any, you know, get get hurt in a in an all-star game. But at the same time, you know, this is supposed to showcase your best. And I think that that along with, and, I, you know, we might talk about it a little bit more. We talked about it when it came out. I thought that seeing all those, the, the NBA 75, and seeing those guys out there. and then Best part of the weekend. It was, but for me to see James Harden, to see Anthony Davis, to see um, uh, who was the other one I said in a group that didn't belong in there? Paul um, Pierce. <laughs> that, that was me. Paul Pierce. Yeah, Paul Pierce, iffy. Uh, I'm trying to – because I just did the – I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. It, it's absolutely no way. And, and, you know, I love Damian Lillard, but that was Tracy McGrady's part. Damian Lillard doesn't belong on that team right now. But to see all those greats out there, to me it was a little embarrassing to see, you know, the likes of James Harden, Anthony Davis, and Carmelo Anthony out there with these, you know, legends that changed the game. You know, these guys haven't done anything. And, you know, we talked, you know, we already had a show on this. Russell Westbrook was on that team, and he he's gonna get a pass because of his stats. You know, I think everybody's seeing the type of player Russell Westbrook is, you know, he needs to be on a team where he can dominate the ball and whatever team that is will never win a championship. It just is what it is. Now, if you have, and you know, going off, off cue a little bit, you have a, if, if Russ would come off the bench and lead a second unit of second teamers and he could dominate the ball, he could play his game more, that'd be something different. But back to, you know, what the original question um, I just think that the quality of the players have went down, man. You know, you got some players in here that still care, that want to be great, that want to be the best. But then it, it only takes one link of the chain to burst out and pop the chain and make it all look bad and all come up. 
I agree wholeheartedly. And before we move on, we got the man of the hour, Tower Power, too sweet to ever be sour, Delante joining. What's good? What's good? What up, y'all? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, now we talking. Hey, it's good to hear you. Good to hear you, though. I tell you that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Likewise. Likewise. I knew you would be interested in this one because, you know, yeah. now, now we're from the old guard. And NBA All-Star Weekend was, and it always has been, the who's who. You know, you've seen basketball royalty that weekend. Now, BJ brought up a good point. The talent of player, the, the type of players have went down. Now, look at the three-point shootout. Let's start there. Uh, your, your participants were um, C.J. McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard, and Patty Mills. Now, as I pulled up the three-point shooting percentages for 21-22, P.J. Tucker, Luke Kennard, Grant Williams, Doug McDermott, Cameron Johnson, Mike Muscala, Keldon Johnson, Lonzo Ball, Brian Forbes, Patty Mills, Desmond Bain, Nicholas Batum, Eric Gordon, Tyler Halliburton, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I'm sorry, Andrew Wiggins, okay, and Seth Curry. Now, these guys are, I think that was about 10 to 12 that I named. Those are your top guys. Only three of those guys were in this shootout. I thought it went based on percentage. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what <laughs> I thought. I mean, Steph, I, I get it. He probably, man, this again. But you know, he, he, I mean, he's not up there in age, but he's a, you know, probably considered an elder statesman in regards to that contest itself. But yeah, I, I, I you know, you know who disappointed me in the, in, in that uh, shootout? Trey Young. I expected more. I expected more. <laughs> um, you know, especially after him shimmying and, you know, this, that, and the third in the playoffs last year. He shimmied the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, I expected more, but um, yeah, I, I guess you know the, the the investment that you know these players, you know, they don't do or don't, or most don't want to make to these, you know, the, those events. This is definitely uh, noticeable. Definitely noticeable. I, I agree. And then you know, looking at the three point, which the three point shootout was won by Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, the skills challenge was won by Team Cavs. That was Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. They went up against Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. And the Antetokounmpo brothers, Giannis, Theonis, and Alex. Um, the dunk contest, Obi Toppin, huh. Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, oh. and Juan Toscano-Anderson. Where was Ja Morant? Uh, well, I believe he was approached, but he said he didn't want to do it. He said they approach him every year since well, every year since he's been in the league about doing it, and he said no. Mm. The dunk contest was a yawn fest, and I've I mean that's the highlight of the night. That's always the last thing. That's the highlight of the night is the dunk contest. You know, I never really cared for 
Dwight Howard in the dunk contest, but he was very exciting when he was in the dunk contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 08, uh, um, him, Jamil Nelson, uh, super, that Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they offended Shaq, but, hey, you know, this this is it was the changing of the new guard. You know, but let's keep it a buck. Shaq was, you know, Shaq was old and on his way out, you know, to retirement deal. And, you know, Dwight, you know, he was on a rise. Star power, you know, um, you know, fresh off the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Um, to see Dwight Howard jump and nobody realized what he did. It was like, that's just a regular dunk. But he pointed up to the top of the backboard and he had put a sticker on the top of the backboard. That's hops. Yeah, definitely hops. That is hops. Dunking on a 12-foot court. That right there. Yes. But now, we, we, we're old enough to remember the All-Star Weekend being, like I said, the who's who of basketball royalty. You had Dr. J. Uh, Bill Russell said he was sitting out this year due to COVID. But you had Bill Russell. You had all the, the greats. And then, of course, this is the 75th anniversary. So you had that with all those guys. And then before we jump into the actual game, it seems that the Boston Three Party have squashed their beef with Ray Allen because they spoke to Ray Allen last night. Yeah, I, I um, I don't know if y'all ready to go into the actual NBA seventy five and like a lot of pictures that's been floating, videos are floating around. Um, Ray Allen, man, I let me say it, it was. It was good to see him and KG bury the hatchet. <laughs> Excuse me, bury the hatchet. I already know him and um and PP, uh, as I call them, Paul Pierce. They already uh you know buried the hatchet. But to see KG and um and and, and Jesus Shuttlesworth, you know, put all that stuff behind them. That was that was good, man. That was that was for the culture, definitely. Now, BJ, I know you agree with me on this one because we talked about this offline. One that, that 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 the culture really needs, and I think Delonte, you'll agree with this too. Isaiah and Magic, not Isaiah and Magic. I'm sorry, they already had this sit down, which is one of the greatest sit downs uh, next to Kobe and Shaq. Uh, can we get an Isaiah and Michael sit down so that hatchet can be buried? after all these years because seeing them not talking to each other and kind of avoiding each other it was cringeworthy it, it wasn't it didn't feel too good you know what i'm saying yeah it was yeah i agree disappointing they like yeah looking, like, you know my bad no you good um you know just within like our reach of each other like just nothing you know what i'm saying it was pretty disappointing you know this this weekend was definitely, um, you know, for as much good as we saw, there was some, yeah, just like KG said, cringeworthy, and, and Isaiah and Michael just avoid each other. That was cringeworthy for real. I'm just like, like really, y'all, come on, man. You ain't, you ain't want your Olympic team. Come on, that was 30 years ago. Come on, let it go, man. I mean, it's. 
Yeah, it is what it is right now. You know, hopefully that, you know, it's going to take somebody like Magic to get them boys to kind of sit down and hash it out, you know, because, you know, you made a good point. He's the middleman right now. So it's unfortunate to see, but it kind of is what it is when it comes to sports. You know, you're going to have egos that clash like that. And, um, you know, like I said, it's definitely cringeworthy. But, uh, you know, hopefully we get to see a sit-down. Not even sit-down. I don't have to see a sit-down. I would just like to hear that they hash it out and can move. The, the only reason why I say a sit-down, because remember, remember when they showed they started showing the clips of Isaiah and Magic sitting down. And Isaiah apologized. Well, Magic apologized first. And Isaiah apologized, and they stood up, and they embraced each other. And the tears started flowing. Not just from them. I think everybody watching shed a little tear. I know I did. My eyes were sweating, definitely. Because I was like, finally, they got past this one issue that was separating two greats that were damn near best friends. You know? If if not, I think they were more than best friends. I think they were best family. And to go that long... You know, books being written and things being said. I, I, I don't. I'm not saying that. You know, we need a a, a teary eyed moment where they just hugging it out and bawling, crying. Nah, it's just a just a powwow to sit down and say, you know, we getting older now. I didn't like when you did this to me. I didn't like when you did that. Well, I didn't like when you said this. I, I get that. I, I, I gotta. You know, I said it in the heat of the moment. I didn't mean that. You know, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry too. And I'm not saying they got to hold hands and walk off into the sunset, but seeing them not interacting at an event like this, you know, seeing Rodman and Michael Jordan interact way more than Zeke and Mike. Yeah. That, 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 that hurts a little bit that, you know, old basketball fans like us, that hurts a little bit. But you know what? Um, on a positive, and this is an obvious positive, the LeBron MJ embrace that I think not only did it was great to see, but we all needed to see that because because you know a lot of people they go who's the goat, you know who's who's the top dog, whoop-de-whoop. for for MJ to you know give you know LeBron the, those words of uh encouragement you know what I'm saying and, and that embrace man I, I as a basketball fan I definitely felt that man those two of the top dogs right there like period no disrespect to Bill no disrespect to Oscar uh, and no disrespect to my man Fat Lever but um, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> shout out to my man the Midnight Rider but man that was that was that was something man that was something MJ and LeBron embrace, man. Like, you know, as, as, as a basketball fan, as a sports fan, those two, you know, Nike's head, you know what I'm saying, money-making honchos, that was that was something. You could tell LeBron, he was ecstatic. Yeah, a lot of people made fun of that. They was like, he been trying to get Jordan to notice him all night. Jordan was noticing everybody. Jordan was running around hugging everybody. 
He really was. He was running around hugging everybody. He told Magic, where your shoes at? Lace them up. We can go one-on-one right now. Like, that right, those moments like that of them just laughing, Um, you know, seeing everybody get together and just, I told BJ, and I tell you, I tell anybody this, I would love to just been a fly on the wall for some of the conversations. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, I think it's a video of uh, Shaq, Dwayne Wade, I think it was Julius Irvin and Bob McAdoo. And Bob McAdoo, you know, he's an assistant coach with the, with the Heat. He's been an assistant coach with the Heat for years under Riley, Spolstra. I think he was an assistant coach under Van Gundy. He's been an assistant coach with the Heat for years. When Shaq was down there, I think Shaq had one rebound, so he got in Shaq's shit. He's like, Bob, don't do that. Don't do that. He said they went in the locker room, and Shaq was like, hey, Bob, you right. <laughs> and all they could do was laugh. He was like, Shaq blew up at me. But then we get in the locker room, he's saying, he was like, yeah, you right. <laughs> and just stories like that. Because a lot of these guys that went on to coaching careers, that was the best part of the weekend. And I'm not sure if you fellas seen it. The sit down that Barkley had with Julius Irvin. They did a sit down talk and they were talking about their days together with the Sixers. And uh, how Moses Malone changed Barkley's career. And Moses Malone told Barkley point blank, you fat and you lazy. He said, it hurt my feelings. He said, I went downstairs. <laughs> Dr. J said, yeah, you went and got a cheeseburger. He said, yeah, I got a cheeseburger. Damn, I cut myself off. He said, yeah, I got a cheeseburger. But it was just that 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 camaraderie. And I got to find it. I don't know. I think it was on NBA TV, but I have to find it because I keep seeing clips of it. But I haven't seen the whole entire interview with Barkley and uh, Dr. J. But that's that right there is just beautiful. Um, the jackets that came out of it are absolutely awesome i want the 50th anniversary jacket i want the 75th anniversary jacket but there was only 76 jackets made they were not mass produced so that was the, i think that in my opinion that was the best part of the weekend what you fellas say i agree i agree i agree um let's see all you know all of them out there uh you know today incorporating rap or hip hop into basketball. Um, and then you know, Mike. Uh, I I had a feeling Scotty wasn't gonna be there, uh, but that's fine. He, I don't know, man. Scotty kind of disappointed me lately. This whole cattiness of uh, Mike. Um, yeah, man, it was yeah, that was definitely uh, the best. That was definitely the best aspect of uh, All Star Weekend, to be honest. That NBA seventy five, watching them uh, congregate while they was you know saying great, right, take the, a big group photo, um, and then watching you know uh, the group with LeBron. Was it LeBron, D Wade, uh, Carmelo? I'm, I'm with BJ. I, I have no idea. Well, I have an idea how Carmelo made it, <laughs> LeBron. But uh, Chris Mullen should have this spot. Keep it. Uh, anyway, um, Chris Paul. You know, it was a picture. LeBron, Deway, Carmelo, Chris Paul. Um, and it looks like they 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 trying to bring um your boy in there, uh, Steph Curry. 
you know what I'm saying? He they try to bring him into that that fold now. Um, Steph Curry and Dennis Rodman. You know Dennis Rodman. He he's his old man. He took off his jacket for the picture. And, you know they LeBron and they got a big kick out of it. Um, yeah, just all in a man, just like all in a meeting and then everything. It was that. That was great to see, man. That was great to see. Great to see yeah, really? and speak, and Mike and uh and, and, and Charles Barkley, is you know there's uh, some dissension with them too. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, let's 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 point that. You know, what I'm saying not to, you know, show. You know, what I'm saying put a spotlight on anything negative, but I mean let's let's point out the obvious. It's something going on between them as well. Well, you know, uh, Barkley didn't hold back when he was talking about the Hornets. And when they were struggling and MJ didn't like it. So, you know, they haven't talked since then. Mm. And they, their relationship has always been kind of rocky. Mm. So it's kind of like one of them things where if, you know, if you 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 put something in a wet paper bag, it's going to go through it. Mm. You know, that, that bag is already wet. Um, you know, and that... I heard y'all bring up MJ and Scotty. This is like that's another relationship that we might not ever see amends to, you know. And it's a shame, you know, especially us that grew up watching that Mike and MJ and Scotty Bulls team, you know, dynamic, but you know, best one of the best duels of all time, you know, six championships, and it's come down to you know the last dance, kind of, you know, splitting hairs over some things, but. Um, you know, hey, what's crazy is too, is that you watching the NBA 75 and, you know, you're watching people that aren't there no more that was there for the NBA 50. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to say it was a tearjerker, but it was just like, man, you know, these people were here for the 50th anniversary, 50 greatest players, and they're not here now. And then, you know, of course, the, you know, which still is crazy. It, it doesn't seem like it's, it's been that long. And, you know, when Kobe's not there, it's, it's, it's really, it really strikes a chord when, you know, the Laker pitcher, and it's like, you know, he's missing out of that. He's missing from, you know, walking out with the guards. You know, that, that, that would have been, you know, awesome to see. You know, of course, uh, it is what it is now. But it just does, you know, when you talk about Kobe, it just when you see clips of him or talking, it's just like, it, you know, you still can kind of like, man, this isn't real. This isn't real, you know. Um, but the, the, the NBA 75, that, that whole cluster of great legendary players, I think, you know, as bad as the dunk contest was, uh, lackluster the all-star game, even though Steph did his thing, and was lighting it up, and I gave some excitement to it. And, of course, LeBron hitting a shot in his hometown to win it. But, you know, it's – uh, you know, we, we, we're we back to square one with the All-Star game, and it's like, what do you do? Do you make the dunk contest every two years? Because it's just like, you know, we see how creative people are, and you it's like you don't want to eliminate it because then you get the – uh, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon year, you know, where it's just great. 
you know, you'll, you'll, you, you, you get some pop-ups where you get some, you know, I thought I forgot the kid from Houston, but I, I really thought he was going to show off. Um, you know, it, it sometimes it's, it gets like that. Unfortunately, where you, I don't think if you run another 20, 20 dunk contest with four guys, I don't think you'll get another bad dunk contest like that. I think that's a once every 10, 15 year event where it's just bad. You know, it's just bad and it's not entertaining. And you got Kareem Abdul Jabbar getting up like, man, I had enough of this. This is ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Um, but other than that, man, it's just like, what do they do? What do they do? I mean, you can't make the players play hard. You can't, you know, you can't do that. Um, and the NFL has the same questions. You know what, brothers? You say you can't make them play hard, but remember, we've had all-star games that were blowouts. I mean, I remember one year the West was up like 153 to 110 because it was just, it was a blowout. Then it just became a dunk fest after that. But then it was years like 2003, uh, 2020. I can't even name all the years, but it was years where it came down to the, the, the end where they just – fourth quarter, it was a close game. And it's been times where the East was down big. And it's always the East down big. But the East were down big. And the West kind of took their foot off the gas. The East came back. The next thing you know, they had to fight to try to win this game. And it became so exciting. It's not like that anymore. And I, I get they go to a set number now. But the only thing that saved the actual All-Star game, in my opinion, from being a total wash, Steph Curry. For every point he scored, he donated $1,000. For every three that he made, he donated $3,000. So in my mind, when I saw that before the game, I was like, Steph better shoot all three. What did he shoot, 15 threes uh, that night? Was it 15? He was 15 or 21 or something like that? It was something like that, but it was just the ridiculousness of the shots. <laughs> right. And now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I jump in Steph Curry's shit every day about how he's ruined the game. But I also have to explain myself when I say that. I say he's ruined the game. And when, when I say that, a lot of people are like, exactly. But I'm not saying that he's a bad player. He's, no, but he's put in so much work to be able to shoot like that. And these youngsters thinking about pulling up from the logo, they're not putting in the practice time. They're just walking out there, shooting from the logo, turn around, and you're airballing it. Steph Curry ruined the game because nobody sees the work that he put in over the years to be able to shoot like that. And I always, but I always tell you too, you you can't put, uh, you can put some blame on the players, but you're talking about young players, right? You can't put all the blame on those players. You have to put some of the blame, and I think the majority on the blame on the coaches that are that is true because in our era you took a shot like that whether you could hit it or not you could hit it everybody go crazy the coach clapping it up call timeout come sit down you probably gonna sit for the next three games there, there's no accountability for shots like that i'm i'm old school i like to play the game inside out and they like to play inside i mean outside in and then kick it back out for long threes 
I'm not like that. I don't even allow my kids to play like that. I wouldn't. I can't. No, no. But, yeah, but bro, 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 even if you play the game outside in, it's still the right way to do that. Like you might, you might have a small team. You go into a gym, AAU ball, and they got seven footer, two seven footers, and you got three good shooters. You like, you know, we're gonna have to, you know do our thing outside. I mean, you really can't attack inside. You got Mm -hmm. some of these smaller NBA teams that, you know, live on their shot. Golden State's one of those teams. You know, yeah, they got some penetrators, but, you know, Steph's having a bad night. They getting blown out. You know, Clay's back. Clay's back. He's trying to get his rhythm back. You know, I'm trying to think of another just pure shooting team that if they have a bad night shooting, it's, it's a wrap for them. Um, I can't think of another team off break, but you know, Golden, the Hawks, the Hawks. Yeah, there you go. The oh, Hawks. oh my God! Yeah, the Hawks. This the Hawks. Yes, and the crazy thing is, the Hawks supposed to have a little inside game with with the, with the players they have. Like they've completely fallen off the map from the run they made. You know, which is you know crazy to see because you 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 saw their potential now in, in New York the same way. But yeah, man, it's it's it. I I just think that you can still play the game the right way outside in. You know what I'm saying? Taking advantage, you know, spreading the floor, then trying to drive, kick it out. You know, it, you you got your options and versus working the inside in where you're doing the opposite because you're taking advantage of the height. Like if you you got Russell Westbrook and what is Russ six eight, and you know for the most part, without every ten teams he's placed. You know he's he's taller and bigger than seven eight out of the team, so you you expect Russ to post in. You know um, if he had Wait, outside, was six three. I'm sorry six three six three. I don't know where I got six eight from. Excuse me, it's bedtime. That's what it is. <laughs> but, you gave him an extra five. But, yeah, but he's still he's still a big guard, and he's yeah, still yeah. you know he he's you know if he has a mismatch, he's expected to post. So it's just like it's it's still good ways. And right ways to play a game, just like we, you know, we talked about the Dan Tony room. He plays his, you know, runs his offense a certain way, you know, versus um, what what Kerr does in 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 um, Golden State and what uh, Doc does in Philadelphia. Like if Doc didn't have Joel Embiid and he just had Embiid and uh, not Embiid, um, Harden and you know whoever else, he's going to work outside in. He don't have an inside presence. You know, so, you know, I, I like just seeing what I've seen over the last 10 years with my kids, all even at the lowest levels where it's just supposed to be boys and girls club. These kids supposed to be having fun. All these coaches care about is winning. You got kids not getting play time because they found two or three really good kids that can dribble up and down and shoot and stuff. And you got kids sitting on the bench crying because all they do – they just want to play. These kids just want to play. They just want to socialize, and they get their hearts broke because these coaches think that for whatever reason, in a in a, in a remote elementary school gym, somebody's going to see them coaching and and pull them up to the big leagues. You know, the 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 heart of what's going on is at the coaching, the the adults that allow these kids to pull up from half court and brick shots and airball shots and show off and mock other teams and, um, you know, don't show sportsmanship when you up 60. 
you up 60, you still got your starting five and trying to, you know, get uh, stats. That You know, that's when you're supposed to – when you go up 30 and you know you the team is outmatched, your, your starter is supposed to come off the floor. And you're supposed to play your 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 later your your ladder rotation, but well, you know the same thing I know because that's the, I thought that was always you know when it's a blowout that's when you empty the bench. But let let me let me throw this out there. We were talking talking about Steph Curry, his great game, and we jumped off subject. But let me throw this out before I get it back on track. This younger generation also has a problem. Everybody wants to be highlight reel. So you want to sit there. It was, oh, my God. I got to find a video. And I think I, 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 I got to send it to y'all. And if I find it, I can post it on the sideline junkies page. Cat comes down. And they playing the AAU game. He's sitting there. He dribbling. And he doesn't really have control of the ball. But he's doing all these dribbling moves, stepping and bringing it back, stepping and bringing it back, trying to make the dude fall. He has a man walking with his hand up, like, right here, right here. Walking to the basket. Nobody's everybody's standing around watching. He didn't left his man. He didn't walk. Easy lay in. Easy two points. He's sitting there. He just trying to yank him. He trying to cross him. He going back and forth. He's uh, uh. million dollar move, 10 cent finish, because he missed the layup. And dude that had his hand up under the basket just fell down on the ground. It was like timeout. He's like, take me out of the game. He walked off the court. Playing with kids like that, and I've pl- played in plenty of gyms. Over the years, and it, it didn't just start in this generation. It started in our generation. Everybody wants to make somebody fall. But then after that, what do you do? Nobody knows what to do after that. Delonte, BJ, uh, anybody listening that's in our age group, 35, 45, you know when you get yourself a good dribble move and you can get past somebody, you know how to get to the bucket and finish. You can finish with a flourish, a lay-in, a finger roll, something, but you know you're going to score. Once you got that separation, you're not going to stand there when the dude's slipping and falling, dribble and point at him, and then shoot a three and miss. Who, who who has time for that? These are the problems that I see at this lower level. No fundamentals are being taught, but moving on. Enough of the old man radio. Steph Curry's performance in the, in the All-Star game was absolutely legendary because – it was a lot of photos that came out of that. His shooting. He is a brilliant shooter. Not the greatest shooter of all time. I will say that. That is Larry Joe Bird. Uh-oh. Yes, uh-oh. But Steph Curry is a brilliant shooter. He played his ass off Sunday night. Team LeBron with Steph Curry is 5-0. and Is that a foreshadowing of things to come? You think LeBron is signed with uh, Golden State? And run with them boys out there. I don't think nobody will beat them. I think they'll win 80 games in the season. I'm just saying, even with an old man LeBron. Let's say LeBron 41 years old and they do this. I think they'll win 80 games in the season if they if all of them hook up. What y'all think? I think you smoking crack. <laughs> they, they, put a, they put a squad together in L.A. that's barely going to make the playing game. Probably ain't going to get bounced out of that because they just not a good unit but they don't they don't have any cohesion and that don't so would you think that lebron going to another team is going to have cohesion i think you know i don't know when when does Bronny come out delante do you know when Bronny comes out Uh oh he might be gone you i, I don't know when oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about oh, to find that y'all it's uh 2020. 
You said 2024? Yeah, 24. Oh, you know, he's 17. Damn, he's younger than Dario? I mean, that's that's right now, that's clearly. Wait a minute. It's, oh, no. Uh, next year, next year. He's a junior now. I'm, 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 I'm tripping. He's a junior okay. now, so 23. Okay. But you so, know what, what somebody said? year somewhere. Somebody said that uh, he's only averaging six points and six rebounds. Nobody's going to want him. He better go play overseas. I'm like, yeah, okay. the dude has played yeah. all of like, what, four games all year because of COVID? The last two years, he's actually played like four or five games? Yeah, but all it's going to take is him to have a, you know, 15-point next senior season. That's that's it. And that's all. Thing, and that's the thing is, you got to realize who you're talking about. You're not talking about some random run-of-the-mill kid. He is going to get. He is going to get his shot because of six games. He's played six games all season, and he's averaging six point eight points a game and point three rebounds. He's not playing very. I want to see what his minutes are because he's not playing very much. I mean, Delonte, you on a pogo stick, man? Oh, damn, my bad. Um, <laughs> it's uh, like you on a pogo stick to take the trash out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely doing that. Uh, listen, so, I'm, I'm going to say this. So, it's a kid on on on, uh, on their team. Um, I guess he's, he's like, the established star person. He's a senior. So, you know, he, his mentality is uh, I'm me first. Now, I'll say this. We've seen, and we've seen it in college, we've seen it in high school. When the big dog on campus leaves and it's next it's next up, 
you know, I'm not saying Bron is going to average 50 and, and, and 25. He's not going to have Wilt Chamberlain numbers. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But he's going to have a solid senior season if he stays healthy. And the kid's going to make the league. He's going to make the league on name alone. You know, somebody's going to give him a shot because he got potential. And LeBron saying he wants to play with Bronny. <laughs> somebody's going to tank the next two years to try to get him. He's going to be a lottery pick. I'm saying that now. But LeBron and Bronny playing together, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have you with the Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. thing going on. And it's going to be good to watch. But uh, for those that are on Bronny's back, get off his back, man. He's just a junior. Get off his back. 17 years old. He don't need all this pressure from y'all. He's not supposed to be scoring, you know, 45 points a game. It's cool. It's cool. Well, uh, unfortunately, that's what comes with being LeBron James, son. And, you know, um, having spe the special floor put down for your games, you know, having, you know, the latest, greatest on, you know, your squad. I mean, it's just, you know, unfortunately for him and fortunate for him, he gets to see this now. And I think he'll be just as sharp, if not better. You know, LeBron came in the league 18, already knowing how to talk to the media. I think, you know, I always say that's one of the best transitions I've seen in my lifetime from, you know, a kid coming from straight from high school, straight from the projects to where he came and just being as as polished talking and handle him handling himself as he was. And I think Bronny would be better than that just because of social media, just because he's already talking to the media. He already has, you know, things in place. Well, let me say this and we'll get off because we had the 45 minute mark, but let me say this and let me, well, let me ask you guys this. I'm not saying anything overall grade from all-star weekend from the celebrity game to nba 75 getting together and one of the coldest pitches everybody talking about cold pitches chris paul magic johnson oscar robinson john stockton and uh dang i just had to pitch up too hold on was it jason kidd jason what no was jason i don't think jason key was in this picture wow should have been. it was isaiah thomas isaiah thomas chris paul john stockton uh, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robinson. When I seen that, I immediately put point guards, and a lot of people was like, "What? Point guards? Those? When you're a point guard, and add Jason Kidd in there too, but when you're a point guard, that's the altar that you worship at, because those are the greatest that ever done it. That's the altar that you worship at as a point guard. That was one of the coldest pitches, because." The, the amount of greatness in this pitch, and I'll say this about Chris Paul. I don't think he's the greatest point guard, but damn it, he's up there. And he's a five of the top ten point guards of all time. And you got one, two, three, and four in one pitcher. Coldest pitch of the weekend. But from the 75 uh, greatest getting together, well, 76 greatest because they did do 76. Um, the celebrity game. Uh, All-Star Saturday Night Dunk Contest, Skills, and the game on Sunday. What's your overall grade? Start with you, Delonte, and then we'll go to BJ, and I'll round it out, and we'll get out of here. Um, My overall grade from everything, I'm going to give it 
I'm gonna give it a B minus. I'm gonna give it a B minus. Um, the skills competition, it was good. Uh, I guess it was a bonus uh, when when the home team hey. won, uh, wins. Um, the actual All Star game that was good. Steph went off. Um, Ron hit the, uh, the game winner. Um, the, the dunk contest, a portion of it. it, it, it I think the dunk contest was like the only determinant of the entire weekend. That was oh man, I hate to. Well, I, I have to say it was it's the worst dunk contest in the history of. Dunk contest, like, period. Um, but yeah, I give it a B. No, I give it a, a B minus, man. Um, man. Yeah, I think I think the overall weekend, and and I, I'll give it a B minus too, just because of the sheer legend power that was there, and you know the halftime, you know. That whole rollout, I, I thought that was really cool. You know, like the big guys say, you got some really cold pitchers, uh, legends together. You know, just seeing all those guys together shooting the shit was really, really good to see. So, I, you know, I really think, you know, as bad as the dunk contest was, that kind of saved that weekend, save a, a lackluster game, you know. And like I said, Steph, you know, put the pepper and spice in the game and kept everybody entertained with the shooting display. Uh, I thought it was real cool that Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point competition and it was was allowed to wear his mom's necklace. I thought that was a really, really good uh, part of the uh, All-Star Weekend. I know that I, you know meant a lot to him to win that wearing his mom's necklace. So be my... Well, I'll be the oddball out because... The 75 greatest being there, um, Steph Curry, who's also an Akron, Ohio native. And that's that's why him and LeBron hooking up in an all-star game, especially in Cleveland. He went off in Cleveland. LeBron wins the game. That's the Ohio connection there. I forgot that uh, Steph was from Akron. But uh, Steph's performance, but the 75 greatest getting together was 76 greatest and almost everybody there out of the 76, um, you know, stuff for the ones that passed on. And I know Bill Russell stayed home because of COVID. Not that he had it. He's trying to protect himself. He's 88, just celebrated his birthday. And we got to uh, protect that man at all costs. Always. I, I would have loved, I would love to sit down with him anyway and just hear stories because the stories that he tells, always great. But with all of that, even though the, tra the trash dunk contest, I'm gonna give it all a B. Just give it a B. I think that's the consensus across the board. B for the weekend. And wrap it up podcast. Say Curry respect. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, boss. Unfortunately, Father Time is gonna have some legends missing the next time around. Yeah, and uh, the gentleman that did the jackets, he designed the jackets back in 25 years ago. He's saying, you know, hey. 25 years for the 100th anniversary. I want to be the designer for those two. And, you know, a lot of guys that were missing from the 50th anniversary thing that passed on. And, you know, it's just, it's it's sad. So we got to cherish them while they're here. So, you know, give them all their flowers while they're here. And that's what this weekend was about. So, uh, but that's all our time until probably tomorrow night. I'm not going to make no promises. 
but we, we'll have something to talk about tomorrow night. So, uh, any final words, gentlemen, before we close this out? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> shout out to Michael Jordan. He was, um, there's a vid- couple videos going around, going around. He was pretty handsy with uh, Mary J. Blige. Um, the palm of her uh, ass cheeks, uh, All Star Weekend. <laughs> so, you know that was, I guess that was a highlight as well. Um, but no, other than that, man, it was, it was a pretty decent uh, All Star Weekend this year. Yeah, and and MJ Palmer of uh, <laughs> Mary J's behind. I don't think she had a problem with it. Uh, you see oh, what no. she did to Tyrese when, Ty- when she she Tyrese tried to grab her leg and she and Ty- she pushed Tyrese's hand away. You got to have the money, baby. <laughs> Mary J don't play that. Yeah, she hated his ass. She was like, "Hey, hey," but if mm-hmm. FJ what? She was all smiles. Billionaire. Yeah, that's the was, difference. Hey, I, I got the jet up the hill. What's good? And you know what? Everybody say they think MJ was a little inebriated. Cause he was oh, he, sure. he was messing with everybody, but you know MJ he got his own liquor, so he drinks anyway. But he was having fun. Yeah. Boss BJ. Did we lose the boss? Well, I think we lost the boss. Well, um, wrap it up podcast. I give it a B minus. The dunk contest was smelly. I agree. And she yeah. endorsed that grab. To be honest, yes, she did. She 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 got into it. So she leaned uh, into it. Yeah, yeah. Overall, it was an all star weekend, but it wasn't the greatest. But hey, it was okay. Um, but until next time, that's the the boss BJ, the man of the hour, Delante. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace. Hey everybody, it's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, just jumping back in here. Had to say this. This is an episode that Junie would have loved because we're talking NBA basketball and we're talking about how the game should be played. So as a fundamentalist, he would love this show. Get well soon, Junie. We love you, brother. Can't wait to get you back on to talk NBA basketball, college basketball. We got a lot. We got March Madness coming up. So can't wait to get you back on, brother. And talk everything that is basketball so we can get our fundamentalist ways out on the airwaves like we always do. We love you, brother. Get better.